All right, good morning. Um, so last week, Harold asked me if I wanted to take a turn giving a lesson, and I was like, sure. I always have something rattling around up here, and uh, I could apply it to something, and um, nothing was really coming to me. I got to Wednesday. I'm like, man, I'm really running out of some time here. So uh, um, the next morning I woke up, and uh, back... 12, 13 years ago, um, I used to take a turn in uh, at the church we were at, and I would give a sermon once a month there, and I had a little leather book that I would always keep, uh, and I would write down stuff in it, and when I would study with Nicole's grandpa, I would write down other stuff in it, and then I learned about technology that I could type faster than I wrote, so I started typing, but uh, in that dream, I had a I just opened that book that I have, I still have it, and I just wrote the words, the herd in it, and then I closed it and put it away. And so when I woke up the next morning, I was thinking, I was like, what do I talk about with the herd? Um, um, so I always apply stories of my life whenever it's my turn. So we'll talk about uh, last spring. Um, I got with uh, JD and I was like, hey, uh, you know where we got the trailer at? Uh, they've got a couple of cows they're wanting to get rid of. We could just bring them on down, and uh, uh, we can keep them out at my place because he was working on closing on his place, and then we'll just transport them over. And um, one another guy I worked with named Cody was helping in, chipping in, and was going to pay. And I was like, I'll go down, and I'll do the way out, and I'll haul them, and we'll do all that stuff. So we spent all afternoon because we went down to uh, Sweetwater Junction to pick them up. And uh, these cows came off of 5,000 acres and uh, uh, never have seen a car or a truck. And, uh, but I'm like, okay, we'll be fine. And so I bring them on back uh, to the house. And um, I, uh, in all my glory, I go get Nicole. And I was like, hey, you want to go watch us turn them out and see what they do and see how they uh, are next to this highway. Um, so I turn them out, and they kind of go off, and they start grazing over in the corner. And she's like, you don't think they'll jump that cattle guard, do you? I was like, no, that's why it's called a cattle guard. They don't jump it. And I was like, but to be cautious, I will get on the four-wheeler and go down there and push them back. Well, apparently the sound of the four-wheeler sounds like a herd of wolves coming to these uh, cows. And they jump right over that like a deer and I look back in amazement and I'm like well that's not good because there's cars everywhere and I'm on the four-lane highway and so I wave them to come on Nicole called JD uh, to try to get some more help down there and I get out on the road and they're trotting down the middle of the road and I'm thinking uh, this isn't going to be good they get about halfway to Doug's house and I finally kind of get them turned back and um these nice college kids stopped and was like, do you need help? And I was like, no, I do this all the time. <laughs> but they uh, blocked traffic for me and uh, they uh, helped get them somewhat wrangled back up and we get them pushed and one of them goes ahead and jumps back over and gets into my little pasture area and the other one decides to take a turn and charge through my neighbor's field. And uh, he helped us get them pushed back over. We let the fence down got them back over, kind of tied the fence back together for the night. It was getting dark, and we were sitting there. It was freezing. And um, I was uh, 
sitting there and we kind of laughed and was talking about, well, that was crazy. I wasn't anticipating on that. And we look up and the cows are charging back towards the cattle guard again and they jump it again. <laughs> and there was a truck parked in front of the cattle guard and we're like, it won't go around that truck. It went around that truck. <laughs> Uh, they turn down this time, and they go down into my neighbor's feed lot. He kind of closed them in for us, and um, he uh, said, well, just leave them here um, for the night, and um, he said, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. If it snows, we'll be fine. He said, I'll just get them out, uh, turned into a chute for you whenever I get a chance. So next day snowed pretty bad, and uh, I went down there to see if they were ready one of his cattle hands came and uh, threatened to shoot me because he wanted to know why I was there. And I was like, no, those are my cows. And he's like, where'd they come from? I was like, my house? <laughs> and he's like, where do you live? And, and so after that was cleared up, I, he's like, well, we're not turning them out today. So uh, just go on back. We'll let you know when they're ready. A few days later, um, he called me and uh, told me that they were down in the chute and I could come pick them up so I was like okay so I got Cody and Terry Weber and we went down there and we were going to go and uh, get these cows loaded back up and bring them back over and uh, couldn't get them separated in the chute because I was trying to get them separated in the trailer and uh, put the divider in and uh, so logical Brian's brain turns off somewhere in there and decides to jump in the chute with the cow and I got the black one loaded in just fine. And as I was pushing the gate back closed, I hear them start hollering, oh, no, this doesn't look good. And I turned around, and I see the cow was charging at me. So I just kind of sat in the corner and closed my eyes and said, Lord, it looks like we're about to meet. Um, so if you could make this go fast, I'll be okay, because at least I knew I died with my boots on. So, uh, um and he answered that prayer. He made it go quick because that cow hit a mudslide and broke its leg and uh, hit the ground. So uh, we got it back up, and thankfully Terry made some phone calls for us. We found a butcher that was willing to take them the next day, so it all kind of worked out. And uh, at the time, it was very like stressful week that week and wondering what was going to happen. And uh, so I... Uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, I was like, what, why, why did I take so much effort and stuff to uh, drive out in the middle of this four-lane highway where there's semis and cars coming? And, uh, and I was thinking, I was like, why would I risk anything to go get them? But I was like, I took that role as the shepherd of this herd and knowing that I needed them to uh, maintain what we uh, set forth to adventure off into and um, so I, I was willing to risk that and I got to thinking I was like it's the same idea as we are all a herd and um, the Lord was willing to lay down his life to make us his uh, to stay part of his herd and then when one and you look at people who have large flocks of cows and sheep they know the number on all those cows. They have it wrote down in a book, and one of them goes missing. It's very uh, painstaking. You go risk your life and limb to go find these uh, animals and bring them back because you are their shepherd. And uh, when you don't have one that comes back, it's not only hurtful to the shepherd, but it's also hurtful to the herd. And then Psalms 23, 1 through 3, says, The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. And then John 10, 14 through 15 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me. And I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And in reading that really struck a chord with me because I couldn't even fathom the love Jesus must have had for us to lay down his very life for us to have a chance so we may have an unimaginable view that we have in our head of what heaven looks like now so we can be inherit, inherited into our father's herd. And I love having the small herd that I had while I was here. And uh, I was more concerned at the time making sure that uh, other people wasn't being hurt by hitting the cows and uh, that I was doing everything I can to protect them and get it back into safety and also in the safety of the animals just because uh, that's what I did by adopting the herd and becoming their shepherd. And this church here has a special herd that I'll never be able to replace in my life and they brought us in from the very beginning and they made me a better Christian. They've let me stand up here to tell my stories at times and have loved us and will I'll forever appreciate all of that in my life. And unfortunately, as uh, we talked about earlier, this is my last Sunday. And uh, I just happened to get the opportunity to stand up here one last time. So I'm able to leave with my head high and uh, on to my next adventure. And Romans 12, 5 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another's love for good works, not neglecting to meet together and the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I've definitely felt that love and good works here, and I haven't given a sermon in many years before I got back here, and that I felt encouraged to be able to stand back up here and encouraged to go back to school to be a chaplain. And uh, because of this congregation, I've had the courage to meet behind closed doors with my job. Uh, where it's very frowned upon to be talk about your faith, but uh, they knew where I stood as a Christian when I came in. And uh, there was few that was uh, wanting to come and talk just to talk about problems or beliefs or issues they were having in their life. And um, as I was leaving work, um, I never really realized how many times I had spoke to them, but um, there was several that came by and always thanked me for setting with them and talking to them and encouraging them. And uh, they encouraged me by just letting me <clears throat> be able to be that person for them. So you never know who or when you're deeply impacting and changing lives for the better. And this church has a good shepherd here with Harold. And uh, I gave him my big black dog the other day and he tears a lot of stuff up and has broke his fence three times. And uh, He'll make a lot of messes, so Harold will always remember me, but <laughs> thankfully he's uh, in a profession. He can't say bad things about me, so we all won on that one. So, <laughs> And uh, I don't uh, have a lot of long stories. I just kind of get up here and do what I do. And so I have another story with the last cow we have left that um, we had decided to put in a round pen where we had it. And uh, this... Uh, this cow was smart enough to figure out that he could push in the corner and pull the pins out. And uh, I kept finding him in my neighbor's yard all the time. And 
he didn't mind. He was from California. He said, I've never seen a cow that close before. And I was like, well, come on, you can help me herd him back in. But uh, the last time, the cow was smart enough to figure out that he wasn't going to go back to where the hole was in the fence. And um, so I grabbed the hot shot uh, that we had and uh, went to go and try to just push him and guide him by... I didn't want to shock him at first, but uh, we kept pushing him, and he'd turn back and go back up, and then he'd get back into my neighbor's flowers, and he really liked those flowers. And uh, so I, I, I finally, Terry pulled up that day to help with something else, and he's like, why are you out in the neighbor's? And I was like, the cow's out. And so we all just kind of formed a, a human fence and pushed it back over there, and he got to that hole, and he just stopped, and he would not go back through. So I hot-shotted him, and he jumped back over there and just took off running back through my uh, pasture area, and we finally got him back into the round pen. And uh, I was thinking at that point, I was like, well, that's kind of funny because Nicole's always been that hot-shot for church with me. Um, whenever I like, I don't think I want to go today, she's always been there to cattle prod me in the way I'm supposed to go. And, and uh, so I, I always kind of thought about that. And sometimes when we drift, we need that hot shot and uh, kind of wake us up and push us back to where we belong. And uh, straying will always get you lost, even though it seems like a steadfast path, path. And First John's, First John 1, 9 tells us, there is a way that seems right to man, but ends in the way of death. And so with that closing note today, being short-winded as I am, I want to thank everyone here for the love that you gave me and my family and the opportunity to come up here and speak again. I'll be forever grateful for this church and will carry it with it wherever I may go in my next adventures. So thank you very much. <laughs>